you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There you go. See, 10 seconds and we are live. That's how that works. So this will be uh this will be a first. So this is now you got you have to wake up, son, if you're going to be uh ready to rock and roll here. All right. I'm getting everything kind of situated here. Hold on one second. There we go. All right. So we got comments turned on, so if somebody wants to ask you any questions, they can. I don't know if you put it out there for your friends to know. You're going to go live with your dad today. So for those that you don't know, this is my oldest son. This is Michael Cox. He's one of the lead instructors now here at the studio. And uh, I decided to do some of these podcasts with my sons because they have, uh, well, I don't think Ariel will ever do it, but um, my sons have uh, some stories of their own. So we'll be able to to talk about that a little bit. So with no further ado, this is Michael Cox. How old are you now, son? You're 26, 27, 29. 29. You're 29. What the heck? Yeah, I just 20, 29. 29 years old. Oh, my, my. I feel kind of old now. Okay, so let's talk about it, Mike. Where, uh, let's talk about what your family first, okay? So I want you to tell everybody uh, when you got married, your wife's name. If you got uh, a dog. Uh, yeah, Bear. My dog's name is Bear. Uh, my wife's name is Haley. Uh, I got married three years ago on June 24th, 2018. 2018. 1920. So you, three years already, huh, son? Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's good. Okay, so here's what, here's what I thought I'd ask you a couple things, Mike. So first of all, won't you tell everybody... When you started your martial arts uh, training, why don't we why don't we start with that? When did you start? I started when I was three years old. When you were three, mm-hmm. and then I think you were pretty consistent all the way through those those three year olds. Did you start like with like with a little dragon or not? Yeah, I was in uh, Mighty Mites. Uh, when I was before it was little dragons. So it was So yeah, that's right, that's right. We did. We used to call it Mighty Mites and then it was Little Dragons. Who was teaching that class back then when you were first starting? I believe it was uh, Ashley Sherman and Hillary. Ashley and Sherman that's yeah, that goes way back, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's yeah. video of me actually uh, Mr. Carlin found of me taking a Mighty Mites class mm-hmm. with both of them teaching. I remember that. 
So I remember, I don't know if you remember uh, when you were when you were super young, we had, uh, I was, uh, your dad was competing quite a bit. You know, Bo was around and we were uh, competing quite a bit. I don't know if you remember those days. Um, I do. You know, as a, as a little kid watching, uh, watching your dad uh, do his thing, but what you know when so i want to i want you to tell everybody mike so because you've been you kind of grew up in this so uh you started it at three and i thought we would talk about a little bit about um what it looked like when uh first of all what life was like uh, having a dad that has a martial arts school so we didn't have those those family dinners right at uh you know, like we were used to, you know, most families do. We didn't really have a lot of family dinners. We probably stayed here at the studio quite a bit. And you remember those days? Yeah. Yeah. It was normal not to have a, a normal family dinner unless it was like a, <laughs> a holiday. Right. Uh, now, go ahead. So, so have you changed that yourself? Uh, yeah, that, I usually try. I usually try to, uh, be i usually try to eat dinner at daily when i can yeah that's usually why i try to leave the school so fast after i'm done done teaching as i try to make it back here for dinner because during the weekdays when she is teaching i only got like an hour to an hour and a half before she goes to, to bed so with that being said mike so what was it like to so you watched your dad do certain things what did you say to yourself if i'm going to do this martial arts uh thing what what did you think that hey i'm gonna do this different than what my dad um what my dad did what did you like and what did you not like and you decided that hey uh this is going to be changed up a little bit because i know there's a few things we've had talks about it before but why don't you tell what was it like uh when you started making up your mind what you're going to do um i was i was inside that i to try to like be be more be more at home a little bit mm -hmm. uh, if i could um and uh you know try to you know i'm, try I'm trying to find the word and also andrea <laughs> just distracted me by saying <laughs> a haircut <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt's giving you the thumbs up because he knows you're probably on the hot seat. This isn't an easy thing to do because then you're going to have to say some stuff that might hurt dad's feelings. So it's just so you know, your dad's got pretty thick skin. So uh, there's nothing you can say that's going to like hurt my feelings by any means. But um, I know that you, you talk to me about sometimes what you're going to be uh, a little bit different. Um, if... Uh, you know, if your your vacations, you want to be vacations. You want to be a little yeah. bit more with your wife. I mean, we spoke about this. Yeah, you know, you this is uh, something that you probably saw me uh, going through, and you've made a decision that you know your your home life and and stuff like that. You want it to be a little bit different. I mean, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, I uh, you know, I know you always wanted to like go traveling with us and stuff. So I I decided that you know me and Haley try to go on our our own vacations every year. <laughs> you see what Carson wrote? Don't do yeah. it. Your dad's very sensitive. <laughs> uh, yeah, trying to try trying to travel more, go on more vacations. 
stuff like that. You know, be, yeah, be I think. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I asked you about this stuff, Mike, is because I think you saw a weakness in uh, in uh, I don't know if it's a weakness. Is that the right word? But just something that if you were going to do martial arts for a living, that you wanted it to be a little bit different. I mean, home life was a little bit different for us. You were my oldest. And uh, of course, those that don't know, you know, in 2005 is when I think divorce was final in 2005. But or when that was when it was filed, I, I don't know. I don't remember. It's been so long ago now. But I mean, um, what was it like for you, son? As uh, so you you know, we have other students and stuff like this, and you were the oldest. So what was it like when you know, mom and dad decided we that you know we're going to get a divorce? What was that like for you as a kid? Uh, well, I was twelve when it first happened, so I was I was pretty old compared to the the other kids so i was uh i was already seeing things that were happening and kind of already understood it i was still sad but i uh i understood understood what was going on and uh uh it didn't it didn't take that much time to adjust to everything it just uh you know i mean there was a bunch of all that that craziness that went on uh-huh. and uh yeah, I was watching the kids. I was watching the kids a lot when I was with mom. That's why I like being at your house a lot more. Because uh, <laughs> I was watching Gabriel, Daniel, and Ariel all the time when I was with mom. Yeah. So I so I say that because I know that you know you're going to be able to impact some some other ones that uh, we spoke about this on what it was like to um, you know that you know, you have a dad that raised you. So, you know, you guys all live with me and I raised you guys. And, um, but what it was like to grow up fast because, you know, a lot of stuff was put on your shoulders, you know what I mean? And, and all the other kids, you know, I mean, right. You had to start making your own meals. You had to start, uh, doing your own laundry. You know, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't, you know, babysitting you guys and doing everything that for you guys, making you guys kind of grow up and, and be that. And so I think it's important that you tell sometimes when you have other other kids that are dealing with divorce, that that's something that you had to deal with. Now, myself, you see, I didn't have to deal with that. Right. Because mom and dad are still, you know, grandma and grandpa are still together. Mm-hmm. They still have a, a strong marriage. And and I don't know. So in your mind, son, when you got married to Haley, you know, we spoke about this before that you have, you found yourself kind of a soulmate, you know what I mean? And and I've always told you guys that in life, the most important thing you guys can do is your relationship with God and who you're going to pick to, to to serve your, you know, to serve alongside you uh, in life. And if you have a really good soulmate, it just makes life a lot funner, makes life a lot easier and yes. to go through. And right, I've always said that. So it looks like that's what Haley was for you. Is that correct? Yeah. And you guys were, you know, super compatible and, and she can deal with your dad really well. Yeah. And, he, uh, you know, so, uh, she's, you know, so it's been great, you know, being able to, to watch you be able to have that because it's, it's, I'm telling you that when the times get tough and you have the right kind of wife, it's going to be, um, you know, and, 
based on your dad's experience, I know how your wife is. She's 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 a really good uh, a, a good match for you. So as I hope all the rest of my kids, you know, when they get to pick their mates, uh, you agree with that or what? Watching yeah, I what, do. I, you know, watching what uh, how you grew up and stuff like that. Yeah, so I want to hit. A, I made I, I, like, I, I made that my goal is to try to find find somebody like that. So I didn't run into any issues that's why that's why Haley ended up being my first uh my first uh my first and only girlfriend and then I waited eight years we dated eight years before I got engaged yeah that was uh that's what you that's definitely how it was I mean I just remember you guys being together this whole time right and so people may not know but when remember when you first brought her home and you told me her name and I said, right, you said it's Washington. And, and I'm like, Washington. And I said, is her dad uh, named Peter? And you said yes. And we found out that her dad and I, we all went to junior high school and elementary school together at St. Paul's First Lutheran. Um, I believe he was a grade or two right above me. But we played sports and everything else together, her father and I, which was pretty unique, right? Yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, so what what a full circle that is. So, Mike, what I want to hit on now, uh, I've been wanting to ask this about a while ago, so, uh, a minute ago, because I think you're going to be able to relate to a lot of people. I know Matt Matt right now is online too. Um, and myself, you know, there's a lot of people that um, bullying and and weight and you know being being heavy and being fat in school and all that kind of stuff people may not know when you're online here now you were probably how, how much you weigh now son 145 140 pounds i'm 145 so you're 145 and i think you were at 245 was that your heaviest that you remember i was two i was 240 was my heaviest 240 is when when you were the heaviest and even that yeah. was at at third degree black belt. And I think that, you know, I I think you were 13 years old, right? So right at the prime when everybody, you know, when that is right, we, we, uh, you know, before we skip to that though, you know, cause we didn't really do, you wanted a season. I think we did a season of baseball, right? One season or two seasons. How many did we do? We did, we did, two seasons uh when i was eight and one when i was 10 i was like before i got like heavy uh, heavy yeah heavy. i was like kind of chubby but that was like before i got like heavy heavy right and so i could have been heavier in high school i don't i just don't think i weighed myself when i was in high school Hmm. what so i mean did you or did you not uh um well how did you like sports you're not quite like your dad, you know. I played everything. We did baseball. Did you like it? What was your member? What was your memories from from after school sports? Uh, my, I liked I liked baseball. Uh, I did I did always wanted to play hockey, but mom never let me. But <laughs> uh, I liked baseball a lot. I remember making it to all stars once. Uh. Uh, but the thing I remember most was the, my stupid teammates and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
one 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 time I was because I played it with uh, Matthew Miller, mm-hmm. uh, and he was out one time, and they made me pitch, and I sucked so bad at pitching <laughs> <laughs> that they kicked me off the mound for the rest of the the game. Uh, that's that's like my my oh and getting like slushies after after like the game if you won the game you got like to a slushie was, yeah th- those are my like memories of of that so do you do you ha- do you remember when i made you run yeah i remember that right <laughs> i think uh, i can't remember I, the kid's name but yeah i don't was... remember the kids it wasn't even the kid the kid was super disrespectful to the coach number one and mm-hmm. and when asked to run you know, his dad jumped up and said, no, uh, you know, you're not going to make my son run. You know, one of these, uh, uh, well, what's a dad that's not a Karen? What, what do we, what do they call them? I think they call them uh, Kevins. Kevins, Kevins and Karens. That's what well, I see th- online. That's, <laughs> so this Kevin, right, He he's just barking at the coach. And I got so irritated with it uh, that I, I yelled from the stands for you to stand up. And I said, Michael, you're going to run his lap. Since uh, and I remember you looking at me like, why am I in trouble? But you know, but you got up, said yes, sir, ran the lap, and we sat back down. And I think that was something that uh, I tell that story quite often to let people know that there's definitely, you know, a respect level when you're playing with your coaches and they're out there volunteering times. And doesn't mean that every coach is awesome, but it's just as a parent, you need to step back. You need to let people coach. And uh, we'll talk about that, my coaching to you when you're fighting in the cage here in a little bit in the podcast. But uh, I remember it like that was yesterday, you know, trying to teach you these lessons. And uh, but I think you're the only one that really played any sports at all. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah, I played soccer for a bit and then I played I played baseball and Mm -hmm. you didn't want us to play football. Yeah. because you don't want us to get our knees jacked up. Yeah, you know, I hurt myself playing football, even though I did it. You know, high school is where I started hurting my knees. And, uh, I mean, I was concussed pretty good in, in, in high school. And, you know, I don't know if that was the right decision or wrong decision. I just, you know, I just didn't want a bunch of injuries. So, I, instead, I let you fight in the cage where you get concussed. So, I mean, what's the difference, to be honest yeah. with you, now that you think about it? Um, yeah. You know, those are just mistakes you make as a dad, you know. So let's go back to when you were in high school, Mikey. And, um, you know, what was it like for you uh, being 100 pounds heavier than you were? I mean, what was going on in your head? What was going on in school? How did you how did you deal with that? Uh, high school was a little a little easier than middle school because I was at that like homeschool thing with like 30 kids. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like I was still getting made fun of, but it was by a small majority instead of like a whole like school of like a hundred kids yeah. that, and you know, like 70 of them are bullies or whatever. Uh, but uh, it, it, it makes you sad when you're like, when you're that overweight, you know, especially when you have like, you know, friends who are, you know, like, you know, you have Andrew who eats, like a ton of, and he stays skinny no matter what and uh you know uh and andrew andrew is always there for me he was always my friend through everything uh 
but you know it weighs a lot it weighs a lot on you being that that heavy and and you get it's hard to like manage manage certain things like i was distracted in school i was trying to figure out what to do to lose weight or like why am i not losing weight and stuff like that what am i doing differently that's than anybody else stuff like that so you know we i think you know we talk about this often and so you know because i was in school with the same type of thing you know your dad you were a little bit I want to say you're a little bit different than me. You know, you're not quite as intense as I was back then. But, um, you know, you did stick up for yourself one day, though. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I, did, I knocked you, my bully out in middle school. Yeah. And did he stop making fun of you after that? Yeah, everybody did after that. Right. Yeah. They only make fun of us behind our back after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how that's how it kind of worked. That's how it kind of worked for me too. A similar thing, son. I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but in ninth grade, I wasn't quite a hundred pounds overweight or anything. If you look back at pictures of me, it doesn't really look like I was uh, a fat kid by any means. Anyway, when I was in junior high school, but yet, if you weren't super skinny, you know how it was. You were just made fun of, and and uh, and that's how it was. I was on a basketball. I, I remember it vividly. I was on a basketball on the concrete asphalt in St. Paul's and uh the one guy kept on just just hammering me you know he was a little faster than I was I didn't run quite as bit and um I just couldn't take it anymore and I just picked him up and I just threw him on the ground you know what I mean and I wasn't I wasn't doing any martial arts you know mm-hmm. so um I just took him and 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 I really just pile drove him and onto the ground and I really, I remember that day vividly. I mean, we didn't know anything about MMA or anything like that. All I remember is throwing him and wanting to just, you know, kick his teeth out of his mouth. That's what I remember. And uh, and pretty soon, I mean, any of that stuff stopped going, right? I mean, you've had you've been around other fat people in, in school and heavyset people, right? Either they, they make fun of themselves a lot or they joke around and they're the class clown. And, you know, they make fun of themselves while everybody else makes fun of them. Or you you stick up for yourself and you become almost a bully yourself. You know what I mean? Because anybody that looks at you, you already automatically think, you know, uh, what is this guy thinking? What is this guy doing? And so I've watched this uh, with you guys forever. I don't know. Sometimes, son, if I look back and I go, you know, what was it like for us in you know, back in the day when divorce was first happening and I'm trying to get a place that's more stable and I have a house for you guys all have your room and what are we doing? We're eating pizzas every day because that's what was easy. Or we go through drive through Taco Bell or all the fast food that we used to eat, just trying to, you know, get through uh, this this divorce. And it, I probably added to it, but also knowing that you're suffering in high school because, you know, you're trying to to figure out what, what happened. But at some point, Mike, you made a, a change in your mind, I guess. And how did that go? And how did you go on your, your journey just to make this change? Uh, I started with, I started talking to, I talked to Mr. Carlin because he was doing workouts at the studio. Cause I, I'm not, I'm not a gym person. I don't like the gym that much. I like being alone. I like being alone when I work out, even though I'm, I'm social. I like being, when I'm working out, I like being alone. 
uh, and uh, I'd work out with Mr. Carlin uh, like every Monday and Wednesday in the mornings for like two hours. And then I would just monitor my portions of what I was eating and stopped eating like stopped eating chips every meal or like stopped snacking like I used to have like a cup of milk and I would pour like a bag of cookies into it so I stopped like doing that and uh monitoring what I eat uh uh with with portion control and so you just went on this on yourself correct and you just decided that this is what's going to happen and and right there's no you saw ronnie come on here right and say amazing journey and uh, amazing destination you can tell you know i'm gonna have ronnie on the show soon and and you'll hear a little bit more about me but uh just like yourself there's like there's no magic there's no magic formula right son there's there's no there's there's workout and diet there's no magic pill there's no magic nothing it's a mindset and when you made your mind up son you know for others you know that are young like yourself but because people have no idea that that's how you were i mean they don't even see it like like that anymore right so when did you decide when did you decide um this is what i'm going to do and i'm not going to waver from it how did how did you come to that mindset and why did you come to it when I was uh, 17, I know, yeah, I was 17, and I was just, I was tired of, like, I was tired of being fat, I was tired of, like, moving slow, I was tired of people looking at me weird, so I decided that I'm going to try to lose it and and work out. Right. So, with that being said, right, we, we're, we get tired of of the looks the the comments in the background because you know most everything in in life today it's like how you look or 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 whatever and and I'm not saying that we we need to be we we can't be healthy and then I don't know if it if it hurts you coming up watching your dad being a heavy set dude a fat guy and they would make fun of your dad and I don't know how you, I don't know if that ever got to you or if you really heard anything or you just felt your dad take care of himself anyway I don't know how that affected you at all. Did that affect you at all? I didn't. I didn't really hear any of it coming to you until uh-huh. you know until recently, and then and then mm-hmm. if I if I see those people that are are making fun of you on the sparring mat, then it'll be a different story. But <laughs> well, that's been something on your dad's. That's been a, a monkey on my back for a long time. You've lived with me. You know it. You know how much I work out. You know that I'm a very de- deceptive, uh, fat guy. I'm extremely fast. I've been, I've always been kind of athletic. Uh, I don't know why, uh, I I've done this thing. I've lost a hundred pounds just like you will have. And I still got more to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it sucks. So there's nothing good about it, you know, but it is what it is, you know. And so I, I was always wondering how that. But now that you are where you're at right now, you're down to 140 pounds. 
Yeah. Right. We had an incident here not too long ago. Right. And and so when we're young, right, we're made fun of, uh, you know, you're a fat piece of shit or whatever, however that goes. And now, you know, now you're a skinny ass. You, you know, I mean, that last time you had an altercation, that's what they're screaming at you. So it really doesn't really matter where you're at. Uh, somebody always has got something to say, right? You're, you're fat, you're skinny, you're black, you're white, you're, you're Asian, you're, uh, you know, you're stupid, you're a nerd, you're retarded. I mean, it is a, uh, a constant battle, uh, amongst ourselves, right? In, in, in today. And do you agree that this is how, why we teach these kids? How many kids have you came across that you've kind of taken around, you know, and going, you know, that you've wanted to help just because of what they've gone through. Have you, have you experienced that now? Yeah. A lot of kids I actually just had a conversation with two, two students mm-hmm. the last Thursday for like 45 minutes on, on them being bullied and, and that resulting in them being angry with their parents at home. Right. And, and they, so but they're not getting bullied for, their weight they're getting bullied for like religion and and stuff like that so i think that see so you're equipped now so you you have you're equipped for being able to help others because of what we've gone through you right and um i've i've been in that same position i have been with ronnie where we i i can vividly remember us doing a, a an arm workout one day and it was, I had a lot of pressure on me. Um, it just, I just wasn't feeling good and I was trying to work hard and, and things weren't happening. I remember him pushing me through and was, uh, if I remember, I see it was at crunch and I'm doing these armed arm things in a machine and I have tears streaming down my face. He's got tears streaming. I remember like it was yesterday and that's probably why your dad has such a heart for those that are are bullied or made fun of and me having this this studio and i believe that that some of that has rubbed off on you because uh it it definitely i just don't like it you know what i mean i don't like people having to go through that and even as an adult it's even different you know you get intimidated online or uh you know or people try and intimidate you i just don't like it i just don't I don't, I don't adhere to that at all. And so I've seen, I've seen you make your own transfer. So let me tell you. So once you did do that, Mike, do you feel like that's where your life changed? Do you feel like you have a better life now that you made that decision? Yeah, it definitely feels, it definitely felt better. You know, I'm able to do, I was able to do more things. I was glad I lost it more at a young, a young age, you know, because I did that from 17 to 18 that year. So the, the like repercussions of being overweight, um, didn't really, uh, I didn't really get that much. Like I don't have that much excess skin, uh, to deal with and stuff like that. So I ended up being pretty, pretty lucky with that. So, and being able to like, I mean, yeah, I try to do, I try to do everything, but uh, I'm not good at a single thing. But if I didn't <laughs> lose, I didn't lose weight. I wouldn't be able to go. I wouldn't be able to do like skateboarding and skimboarding and surfing, all stuff I try to do a lot. But I'm not. 
super good at either of them, but it's still fun. Well, right. It's still fun. I mean, if you really wanted to and you, and you're going to push the envelope and, and that's what you're going to do, all that is just like your martial arts. You're just going to take it and go, go with it. That it is what it is. You know, when you decide you want to do something, whether you get good at it or not, it, it's the, it's the thing. I watched it completely change your life. I th- I think that that's how you got your confidence back. I think that's how you got your wife. Uh, even though she had to ask you to marry her. Uh, no, she had asked me out. I asked her <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. The day you got engaged was like you're leaving the studio and you're like, hey, yeah. Dad, I'll be back in a while. I'm going to get engaged. I'm like, you, you didn't even tell me about it. Right? You're just hiking up the hill. And, yeah, hiking uh, at Stony Point. And that's what, and, that, and then I found out by you, you leaving and saying, yeah, I'll be engaged when I get back, Dad. And, uh, I remember that. Yeah, I definitely remember that. So the, well, you had, so before we get to, you know, you've lost this weight, we've talked about this now on, on what that feels like. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the bullying and, and what that, and yeah, you've taken your life back. Um, but you know, you and I've talked too, right. So there's sometimes Daniel has the same thing, even though Daniel's, you know, Daniel's just such a serious athlete, but Sometimes when he's looking in the mirror, right, he's, uh, you know, what's he say? He's like, Dad, I, I, you know, you still feel fat. You still look fat. Uh, you you get those same things. Is that correct sometimes when you look in the in the mirror? I do. Not not as much anymore, but I still do. Or, like, if I eat, I get if, if I eat, like, a lot of food, it's kind of a weird feeling. Like, you feel like you feel like you're gaining weight, like, the yeah. second second you eat or after you eat which is totally not true but you feel you feel like parts of your body growing uh after you eat sometimes you know or if you eat like a lot like a lot a lot you know Mm -hmm. or if you eat like a food that you don't normally eat yeah that's true you've told me that there's times that when you look in the mirror it's still like you know what do i look like in this or or anything, you know, of the sort. It's always kind of been a, uh, I don't know, that body dysmorphia. But then you told me also that you went to some counseling for for this. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. And that's what helped me get through a lot of it. Did you find it hard? Because, you know, like Daniel's trying to go through that same thing. Do you, you and Daniel have two different things. You know, when I have Danny on, it's it'll be even more heart-wrenching when we talk about it. But did you find it hard to find somebody that can help men with this type of, of stuff? Uh, I actually did not. Uh, I called Kaiser and I asked them, I asked them for a person that, uh, that specializes in, in what was going on. And they gave me, uh, they gave me this person and then that's who I've been with ever since then. And did they give you some, I don't know, Mike, so when this happened, did they give you, because I really haven't talked to you about this, did they give you ways to cope or what do you feel was the best thing out of it to help you? What, what came out of it that helped you the most? Uh, they give you like, they give you certain strategies, like, like asking, like you have to ask yourself questions, like did what you just eat really get like really make you gain weight or did what you ate today really make you gain weight or or uh it's like battling uh like the voice in your head is what you know what they mm-hmm. give you 
And it's just like keeping yourself grounded with certain questions to make it better or like to make to trick your brain back into thinking that you haven't gained weight or or uh you know you're not you're not fat or anything like that yeah that's yeah that's quite weird because i've watched you because you you are somebody that does enjoy food you know what i mean you've watched your dad for how long you know that your dad i don't even enjoy food you know what Mm -hmm. i mean i don't enjoy restaurants many times we all go out i don't even get anything you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and um it's so you know, I get that because you are somebody that enjoys that enjoys food. You enjoy yeah. sugar. Uh, yeah, I love sweets. You know, and uh, so I just move around a lot more. That's right. I'm- so yeah, right. So right. I tell everybody that all the time. Right. There's a there's this kind of a burpee thing. So if you want to have an Oreo cookie, uh, that's fifty calories. You know, that's going to cost you twelve burpees. Is is twelve burpees worth the Oreo cookie? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that type of of mentality. So. Uh, but I've watched it being able to turn turn it around. It's probably why, um, you know, uh, you have a wife and stuff because it, it, it definitely helped with your, you know, your confidence and stuff like that. So so that's been good. Those that don't know don't really, you know, um, know the struggle that it is. I mean, we, you know, you and I. Daniel, you know, we have a heart for those that are overweight as it is because we know how heart-wrenching it can be. And it's not just, you don't just have to be overweight. You know, you can you can be 10 pounds overweight and it weighs on you just as much as we were 100 pounds overweight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's just one of those things. So, well, let's fast forward then, Mike. So let's, uh, you know, you were definitely in way better shape on your master's test than you ever were when you're third degree, but you took a break from martial arts too, right? You got your third degree and then what happened? I took a break. I took a two or three year break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it, like the initial break was like my, my thing. Right. I just wanted to take like a, I, I regret it. I wish I didn't do it because I took like, I wanted to take like maybe like a two month or four month break, but then ended up turning into like, two or three years because I was like, right, right when the divorce was bad. Uh-huh. Right. And the, the, there was like that period of time where I wasn't allowed to like see you for what, like a year or so. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like it, that it, it was, where... it was a very limited time and it wasn't quite a year, even though it seems like a quite a year. You know what I mean? I remember that. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, it sucked. So, that was like when the divorce was bad. And then, you know, like I started, I tried coming back at like what, 16 or something or 15, 14 mm-hmm. or 15 with Andrew. And then I stopped cause I was overweight. And then once I lost everything, that's when I kind of came back full force. I think that's where you're, you're, you know, it just wasn't as fun being heavy and trying to do the martial arts. Right. I mean, it just wasn't, you know, and I know being uh being uh, in in the martial arts, you know how it was when I tested when I was you know, and I don't know. I guess just because I was so used to it, it was it wasn't that hard for me coming up the ranks. Uh, so I don't really know what it would have been like if I was, um, you know, the super fit if you want to call it whatever. Uh, 
coming up the martial arts, but I know that, you know, if Matt's still on here too, he'll tell you the same thing. Matt, Matt from, uh, out in Pooler, he was, a. Uh, you know, he was a heavy set little kid too. And you can see him today. I mean, he's just an athlete at this point. And I think that's what turned the corner. And then I think that's what gave you some confidence that you decided you want to fight in the cage. Right. I mean, what made you decide you wanted to try and do these fights? Uh, I was just, I was training a lot. I was training with Alex. I was training with Mr. Carlin and I wanted to, I really wanted to test my skills against people. Uh-huh. I I like I like competing. Uh I'm not afraid to I like winning, but I'm not afraid to lose. Uh I just enjoy I enjoy testing my skills and competing and so uh when you like when the church things were coming up or the first cage fights which was for the churches, which was oh, Justin Reese versus uh Justice. Uh-huh. And uh I was like, I'll fight on it. And, and then I started like kicking up my training more and yeah, if I didn't lose weight, I probably would not have done it. Cause I, I probably wouldn't have competed overweight. So probably I wanted to compete at my, like my best, you know, level. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember your first fight. I mean, what was it like for you? What was that? What was that feeling like when you're across the cage and you, and you know, you see your opponent and, uh, what was that like? I mean, I, I'll give you my assessment because I was in your corner on the very first one, and I was – that's super hard for me to uh, to coach because I just kind of wanted to kill everybody in the room. You know what I mean? So uh, it was uh, – as a dad to try and coach coach you, it was, it was a little bit different, so I had to kind of hand the reins over a little bit. But what was it like for you when you're going across the cage? And how many rounds was your first one? How many Good. rounds did you go? I went all three, I went all three, three minute rounds and, uh, I was nervous at first. I had like a little bit, I was, I was calm, but nervous. And, uh, then like, as soon as the fight started, I like the nerves kind of went away. And I mean, I tripped though in my first fight, I tripped him in like the first, like three seconds of the fight. So that was pretty like a good confidence boost at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as I got hit myself, I was like, okay, this is not bad at all. And then I, I just did my normal thing, which was try to knock him out, but I didn't, I didn't end up doing it. <laughs> he was like, he, he was, a. I fought Reese the first time, if you remember uh-huh. Reese. And he was, uh, he was like, we were like almost the same weight class. I think he was like 15 pounds heavier than me. Right. We, yeah, our weight classes were, these were smoker fights. So it's not like the weight class is right on the money. Yeah, um, so he kept trying to pin me against the, the cage. Um, but he was a much, uh, a much, uh, like, I feel like he was a better opponent than my, my, my other one. Uh, because he, you know, he was actually throwing strikes that were, gonna hurt me whereas uh-huh. the, the, unless my adrenaline was so high on my second fight because i the my second fight the only shots that really hurt was when he hit me in the nuts and then <laughs> and then hit me it kept hitting me with elbows in the face yeah uh, now who was your second fight scott mcdonald 
Yeah, I remember that one too. The, the did you do two or three fights? How many did you do? I, I only did two. You did two. I got, a, I got a I got a bad concussion after after the second fight. Not not from the fight from a seminar. Yeah, right. I remember that. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, McDonald's. Uh, yeah, sparring with you on that. On that. So you did two cage fights in that. And did that one go to the three rounds too? Yes. That one, that one I remember uh, a lot more because all I, Mr. Crown was like, constantly, like, you need to take him to the ground and finish him. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying really hard to get into the ground. I just can't. <laughs> I said, I'm just going to keep punching him really hard and hopefully he falls over. <laughs> but, I yeah, I remember that. Well, you know, your skill level now, probably we, we, we are pretty lax in wrestling as far as that goes, but I would imagine your ground skills now would have probably been a little bit different. Uh, yeah, my, my wrestling, I was still, I was still pretty new to it. Like I was still, I was like only like six months in with like wrestling and, you know, like, and like real, real like jujitsu, not just the grappling we did in class. Right. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Or, well, I was doing actually. I was doing. Mr. Crown was teaching like grappling in the morning before workout, so that I had. I but I was still like new. I was. I I didn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I like. I still don't know anything. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, but it'd be a lot different if I competed today. Yeah. Well, you know, isn't that a testament to what it is? I mean, when, when now you have that story to also tell other students that, listen, hey, this is how weak I was. And, you know, I took a break here and then uh, I came back and I, you know, I did my I, I did my journey of my health and I got there. And then I'm I'm here if we would have had, you know, isn't that the beauty of our school now? Because we have all this stuff in play, whether it's, you know, a Krav Maga and it's uh, our Tong Sudan, we got our Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and we've got a good a good thing for an average person to come and uh, and train and be able to do things. You know what I mean? I mean, if we're going to go to to fight like Blake just did or, or something like that, then, of course, you're going to go to you got to go to the next level. Right. You know, because Alex did a lot of these fights, too. And mm -hmm. we can take you to a certain level. But if we're going to go up a level to really compete, we've got to get to some fight coaches that, and I think that's the difference of, of, of martial arts schools, right? We are a self-defense school. That's what we are. This is what we do, you know, is teach people how to defend themselves, a self-defense school, a fighting school. But mm -hmm. if you're going to be a fighter and stuff like that, you need to get to people that have experience in that cage all the time and, and stuff like that. And I don't think you had, we didn't have Lewis back then either to work on your striking at all, did we? No, no, Lewis, uh, Lewis, uh, helped me a lot with just, you know, muscle memory and, and mm -hmm. power, you know, yeah. and I can't wait till I can go back to doing that stuff with them. Uh, but you know, you don't, you know, I've thrown, you know, jabs and punches a million times and hooks a million times. And you don't know that once you start working with, you know, Lewis, you know, who's throwing, like holding mitts and, and, you know, doing mitts and knows how to, and has fought in the fought Muay Thai for many years that you uh, aren't throwing as hard as you can. 
and then mm -hmm. you're throwing you're throwing all your strikes wrong and then you have to relearn how to throw all your strikes right yeah yeah so i think it was good i think i pushed you those ways because i think in your earlier days even probably in the cage sometimes you kind of fought like your dad you kind of like a you know how dad is and you know i'm kind of a bulldog and I, I like to get in there i like to mix it up i like to i don't mind the, the hitting and stuff like that but you're really not built like i am so i don't think that fighting style fits you the perfect you know what i mean and so yeah. i think that's why you decided to uh you know i tried to push you off to to uh, Mr. Carlin and some of the other guys because you need to be able to, you know, to be able to hang, you know what I mean? And, and do things that that's going to benefit you. So, you know, that's what kind of what I, I, I was envisioning for you there, but yeah, that was no, good. I did used to fight like that. I didn't care. I mean, I still don't, I care a little bit more that I get hit, but I don't care if I get hit, uh -huh. but I used to really not care if I get hit. I would, I would stand there with Brooks, and Edgar and I would slug it out with them until they, until they uh, decided they didn't want to get hit by me no more, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then once I got my concussion, uh, Mr. Car I, you know, I still work with Mr. Carlin every. Uh, I still work with Mr. Carlin every uh, week still, you know. Yeah. With my footwork and, and striking and and movement, uh, you know, he's helped me become a really a really good fighter you know people have a hard time uh have a hard time catching me and sparring my my footwork for being able to move my head is really good now i don't have to like really worried about uh well, at least right now there's always somebody who's better i don't want to be like well, yeah well, yeah yeah us, that's but, yeah that's definitely yeah well yeah. yeah there's always a day someone's gonna gonna be cranking on us yeah that's 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 a given you know, and yeah. even on our best days, uh, you know, we have, you know, you know how it is, right? Whether it's grappling, whether it's fighting, you know, we've leave class sometimes where we're just, you know, we're just as high as we can be because we had such a great class and we leave other times where we're like, man, that really sucked. Oh, yeah. Those, right. Those days, you, where you're, uh, those days where you, you feel like you're going to have a good class and then you just get your, your butt handed to you by yeah. literally everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. So. So those are some, those are definitely lessons, I guess, learned. I'm, I'm, I'm watching you, um, you know, I'm watching you kind of grow into, uh, you know, your own here. Uh, you know, I, I think you feel, son, do you feel yes or no that you, you're not really in my shadows? Do you feel like you've, uh, you've, uh, uh, you're your own man at this point. You feel like that, or do you feel like you're in dad's shadow sometimes? Or you feel like you've broke out enough that, you know, you're not Mr. Cox's son. You're Michael, you know, Michael Cox with his own stories. What do you think? I feel I feel like I've, I've broken out, out enough, at least for our, our studio and um, maybe some of the, the other studios, but I feel like, I feel like at some studios, I'm still like, they're like, oh, that's Mr. Cox's son. But uh -huh. maybe because they don't know who I am yet or I haven't right. been to their studio. Uh-huh. Uh well, you have this, um, I've tried to make it to, I mean, I don't know. You've watched your dad for a long time. You know, you see that uh, I've done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Whether it's Hopkido, whether it's in Krav Maga and done all that kind of stuff. So... I think you follow in those footsteps. I think I've always told you that 
I want you to be as, as multifaceted as what I am. You know what I mean? Um, what I think, you know, finishing off your Krav Maga, making you more well-rounded, continue on with this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because I think, you know, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is going better now because I'm really invested in it. You know what I mean? And I think, son, when you're doing that, you <clears throat> you have to be able to invest yourself. You know what I mean? And that's why I've never pushed you. I mean, I, 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 I lean on you to say, hey, I, you need to be in class. Or hey, if you can't take class, you need to be here taking notes. Uh, you need to be in the first half of class and just get on the mat because I know how instructors look at things, right? It doesn't mean that you have to go balls to the wall every time you're on the mat. But when you have this kind of an attitude of, you know, I'm here to absorb the what I can and, and working through an injury, because that's the bottom line right now, you have an injury, you had a, uh, right before your last test, you, you had your wrist done, uh, I, I think a ligament or something to that effect that went on there. Correct. Yeah. It's not and the ligament right. half, a tendon, a tendon half. Uh-huh. And so, you know, and then, of course, I remember I told you, I said, you know, they always say it's going to be, you know, uh, you know, six months and you're good to go. And I said, you're going to be a year into this before you ever even remotely start having some kind of thing. And then, son, what you're going to happen next is when you start competing, like I remember when my knees, right, I get real nerve wracked on whatever I do that I'm just going to uh, get hurt or, and then I'm going to have to go through this pain again, or I'm not going to be able to train anymore because I'm injured. So, you know, I'm always kind of babying my knees and, and stuff like that when I had knee replacements. And I mean, I know you've watched me go through all the stuff that I go through, but, um, you know, part of my thing, that's why I'm glad to see you do what you did is part of my injuries come from being a fat athlete. You know what I mean? I was athletic, but I was still carrying around weight. And so I'm just pounding myself continually and uh, I, you know, your dad played a lot of basketball. People probably don't know that about me, but I used to love to play. I really didn't play basketball. It was more like basketball. Uh, you know, we would go after school pickup games and, and, uh, you know, I would love to bang and I, I, you know, your dad loved sports. I just loved it. I, I played football and I, I, you know, I banged around on the, uh, on, on playing basketball and stuff like that. So I'm glad that at least you've, you know, <clears throat> at least you've down your, got your health words dialed in and, and uh, you're able to to do that. So, I mean, that's kind of some of the stuff that I went through, at least, that I may not ever talk to you about. But I yeah, think yeah. that, you know, when you and then, you know, you got this fear that when you go back, your, your wrist is going to get jacked up and you're going to have to go get surgery again and then have another year of, of, of uh, you know, some kind of bullshit that, you know, you've got to, you, you know, rehab and, and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, you watch me with knee replacement, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it, that was no fun by any means. And, um, you know, that's why I never did my right knee because I just don't want to go through it again, you know? So, uh, I decided not, that's that, that's not what I'm going to do. And, you know, so I don't know. I think that, you know, talking about being your own, own man, I think that you've definitely stepped out. There's things that you can do way better than, than your old man could ever do. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure that you still uh, can pick up stuff from me because on on what you can. So, I mean, where are your, where do you see your, what do you see your weaknesses are? And then what do you see what your strengths are? What do you think your weaknesses are? Uh, um, my weaknesses, like just in martial arts? 
just in general, I mean, what do you think? Where, where, and right now in your life, son, where do you, where do you feel that weaknesses are, and you're trying to, to change, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, or uh, martial arts, or just life in general? What do you feel that you're, you, when you know, when you're sitting by yourself with your own thoughts? I mean, what are you thinking? I, I need to, I need to improve in this area. Uh, I, I need to improve in my training time. Mm-hmm. Just not not essentially just coming to class, right? But uh, you know, it's, I just need to, you know, I try to plan on like training every morning, right? Like come to the studio and train, you know, a different thing every morning. And Tuesday and Thursdays are my workouts. Uh, right. But I have I've been I've been lacking on that. I just um. Uh, that that's an area where I've I've been weak for like a a good month on that right now, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I, I'd say I, I think I think I could get uh you know my work ethic could probably be a little bit better too. So that's good. So you see it. So and the reason I ask that is because we can't improve anything unless we have it you know pointed out in our head on what it is. So um, you know. With that being said, son, I mean, it's always easy for us to find what our weaknesses are. What do you think your strengths are, you know, that you bring to the table that you you help in other students with in their life? What do you think? I think I, I'm good with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's hard to think about. It's right, right. Is it, and, and that's the reason I asked you because isn't that the reason, isn't that, isn't that weird how that is? If I can ask you, if I ask somebody, even myself, right, if you ask somebody, hey, what do you think your weaknesses are, man? They'll pile off this. I'm, I'm weak here and da, da, da. And I said, what do you think that your your strengths are? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's almost like we have no feeling of any kind of strength that we have. You know, I'm good with kids and what does that mean? So yeah. I thought that, you know, that's, and I ask that question because this happens quite often when, right, when I ask people these questions of, you know, what's your strength and what's your weaknesses? And, you know, um, you know, even your sister, when she was just doing her, her little job interview thing, she she's like, oh, dad, what do you think? You know, what's my, you know, and she can rattle off weaknesses, but it's always harder to rattle off strengths. Okay. So yeah. I'll rattle off your strengths real quick. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, we're coming up on an hour on this already, but, uh, I can tell you this, what made you, one thing you have is this heart for, um, kids with disabilities. All right. Now, I don't know. Do you feel that that came from Carson being able to be exposed to that? Or do you feel like you always had it? Uh, no, I think it came from Carson cause I didn't start working with them until I was with Carson and Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, working with with uh, those kids, right? I I I feel we've uh, you know I've always had kind of I've had some with Down syndrome and stuff like that before in the thing, but I was exposed to it more through Carson School because he has such a big program for it, and uh, I think it's that's the same thing, right? We have a super heart for them because uh, have those kids not just right? It's just fun to be with them, right? When they're they're just so happy when you, we, uh, I, that video you had of you crawling around on the ground with Maddox. You remember that? Mm-hmm. 
and to see how big he is today. And he's almost shaving now. Can you believe that? Uh, uh, right. And so seeing that, um, having that opportunity and then I guess it gave us a little bit different heart. Remember we had some special needs. Remember we had one special needs and remember that one parent that we had and she even went on Yelp and gave a negative review because we had a special needs kids in class and he did something kind of inappropriate. I don't know if it was a hitting or something like that. And, and we, that, yeah. Right. No yeah. Problem. And we, and, and you know, he was just, you know, he had a struggling day and yeah, that was inappropriate and stuff like that. And I'm hoping that having kids around that with special needs is able to, um, you know, be okay to be around them. It's okay to talk to kids that are in wheelchairs or people that are in wheelchairs and, and stuff like that. And, and I remember that day vividly that that parent took me in the back and said, you know, if he needs to not be in class and that, and I told her that day, I said, I'm not kicking any special needs kids out of my school. And if that's, if this isn't a fit, then I guess it's not a fit. And she ended up leaving with a negative review because we had special needs in here. I'll yeah. never forget it. I'll never forget that. I was like, I remember that. you know, I was so taken back by it that I was like, how do, how do people do this? I don't, how, how is this okay? And, um, so I think that that's one of your strengths is, uh, you have this, the other strength that you have son is uh you like you just kind of enjoy life you have fun you know what i mean i think that's what people like to be around you now so you got you have a wife that's kind of an introvert and you're an outrovert right so uh, yeah. she likes to kind of be here and you like to be the social butterfly and uh you just kind of like like kicking back laying back and 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 having your days and and i think that having those hard conversations with me as your dad like hey dad listen I'm doing this, you know, there's going to be times that I'm doing vacations with my wife. I'm going to be doing this because, you know, you remember that we didn't have much of that, you know, with a divorce and oh, your dad was always working. If we went on vacation, it's usually because I had a, a seminar and then we would do vacation, right? I would do a yeah. seminar and then we do vacations or we go to Georgia or, or whatever. We just never, you know, I'm hoping that next year, 2022, right? We actually have a family vacation as you guys are all grown men and women now, but that we have something together. I'm looking forward to seeing if maybe we have a Hawaii trip in our, in our, in our, you know, in our short term thing, but Hawaii would be awesome. You know, so that's what I'm, I'm looking for. I just think that you have this, uh, okay now. So, I mean, how many people get a, a bachelor's degree in school like yourself in recreational management and you had a blast in college, right? And you came out of college with zero debt. Your wife came out of college zero debt, and you just had fun hang gliding, not hang gliding, uh, climbing and uh, caves and uh, wave wave boarding, and and you had a way of making uh, your school. You had just a good time doing your college. It took you a little bit longer, right? You it took you a while to get that because it was, uh, you know, you were not as focused in it when you first started it. But to say that, son, I mean, all of my all of my kids have graduated more college than I ever have. Right. Whether it's you with your bachelor's. Ariel's got her two of those AA degrees. Danny's got two AA degrees. Now he's going over to CSUN. Gaby graduated from MTI and then he's back and he's in Moore Park right now doing his stuff. And, uh, you know, you guys have all been as far as school goes way better than your dad ever does, because I just didn't I didn't like school. You didn't like school either. You just made you like it, so you went and played. 
at school. Yes. Yeah. Right. I changed my major until to, <laughs> to find out what I wanted to do for fun. Cause I changed my major like three times. Right. And so, uh, and then here you are kind of at the school and, you know, we'll see how we've had serious talks about where that's going to go. Uh, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to do that? I mean, how, what do you think about the school? What do you think, what's the difference now, Michael, from when you started martial arts, whether it's, you know, you can talk about me or, or how, what kind of different instructor I am today than what I was thing. What do you see is from the old days that you liked better? And to the new days, what you think has improved as far as the school goes. What do you think about old school? Because you were with me old school, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the old school was pretty intense. Uh-huh. Thank you, Vanessa. <laughs> uh, uh, the old, old school was pretty intense. I feel like um, you know, it's, you, you had a, you know, it's a hard time to get, you know, especially if you were struggling, like getting your rank is hard, you know, you have to go up in front of everybody. And mm-hmm. cause I, I still did, I think I was like the last group of people that still did the old color belt testings where I had to get up in front of you, Mr. Carlin, uh, Stan, I think Stanley Z. Yeah, Zach. Stanley Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know Ashley Sherman. I had to get up in front of every all of you guys, do my tests, and then see if I failed or not. And you know, and I and I failed my te- I failed my red belt. One of my red belt tests. Uh, one of them I failed. I don't know which one. I don't remember. Kind of remember. I mean, I, there was a time too. I didn't let Bo test for his red belt because of grades. I mean, it was old school back then. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were my kid or not my kid. You know what I mean? Um, well, people don't realize that it is a lot tougher being your kid than it is to not be your kid <laughs> because you get graded a lot harder. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I knew that going in too, you know, I knew that going in that, you know, I think part of it was Mike, I wanted you to be your own person, not your dad's shadow, because I've seen other schools that did that already, you know what I mean? Or let their, you know, their kids skate through or whatever. And I just didn't want it. I was much more hardcore back then. I mean, what was it like having a dad like me? Um, what was the, what, as, as you're your own man, 29 years old now, what lessons did you take from me? and uh that you want to carry on and which ones do you feel that you know well we already talked about what you're going to make a difference because you know that dad was just a workaholic man i always have been you know just like my own father and you you've you've decided that you know you want a little bit more family time and with your wife and grow that you know and Mm -hmm. so we've talked about what you want to change what did you take from me as a dad, because I was pretty hard, you know, I was, I was, I'm an old school pop, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I want you guys to have respect for others and, and stuff like that and not give up. And, and, uh, your no means no, and your yes means yes, you know? So what, what did you take from it? Yeah. Not, uh, patience is definitely, uh, one thing I took from it, mental toughness. Uh-huh. I have pretty good mental toughness from, you know, from, from over the years, you know, uh, growing up with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I have to, you know, if I'm getting in, 
an argument like outside of anywhere I have to like control myself from laughing because these people don't even hold a candle to it. Uh, it's really funny. I have to really like control myself not to like laugh in this person's face because it doesn't matter what they say to me. Uh, but mental, mental toughness, uh, patience, uh, you know, you know, uh, just, just being a, a good person overall is what I, I took from it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. So those are, those are some uh, good compliments for you pops, but I, I, you know, as hardcore as I am, anybody that really knows me, I'm kind of a teddy bear down deep. Uh, I, I, I care deeply for people. I always have, I've always wanted my sons to care the same way. You know, my exterior may be one thing, but down deep underneath, I, I have a, uh, a love for people and, uh, I don't like see people suffering. I don't like p- see people uh, pick on the weak. And, um, you know, my biggest regret was not doing military. I should have done it uh, when I had the chance. Uh, but um, that is that's just me. This is just me because I've kind of got that that sheepdog mentality. And I think all you guys. Uh, 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 yeah, see, Vanessa says patience from Mr. Cox. Interesting. She doesn't really know me. That's why. You know what I mean? I have extreme patience, especially when it's coming that you want to learn. I don't have any patience for excuses, but I have extreme patience for those that want to take the lessons, learn from the lessons, and continue on. That's one thing about me. I do not tolerate much. Um, I'm not patient with excuses. I'm not patient with with that kind of stuff. That's why you don't know about me, Vanette. Vanessa, but, uh, you know, I, I, you agree with that, right, Mike? I mean, you've seen me with, um, you know, I'm extremely patient when I want to be. So, uh, you know, look at Christopher Wachowski. I think he's in Poland. Is he in Poland listening to this? Okay. This is great. <laughs> yeah. He knows, he knows he's he's from old, old school, Christopher Wachowski, you know, uh, you know, exercising patience is not a, an easy thing. I do it today. Self-control, you know, pay, there's a difference between self-control and patience, right? Having patience for somebody is having patience for stupidity. I don't have it. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Christopher, that bar, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, we're not getting to that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. So, but listen, to that, son, we're rolling up on 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 a minute ten already, or an hour ten, and uh, I didn't. We didn't do it. So everybody knows I didn't give uh, any any kind of leading questions to what I was going to ask Michael today. I wanted it to be pretty raw. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing with Daniel. Daniel's going to be a little bit more intense, and because uh, he's, you know, he's he's suffered a little bit more than than what you guys did in the divorce. I mean, you guys came out uh, out of a, uh, you know, a a divorce. All I can tell you about the divorce is it made me be a better dad. I can tell you that, and uh, because I just was forced into something that, uh, first of all, you know, I'm not going to fail at it, and. Um, you know, I prayed quite often, just so you know, and I don't know if you ever know this, son. I said, can, you know, Lord, get me to get all my kids at least to 18. Let me be around enough for that. And he's 
gone way beyond and past that. Now it's, you know, can I get all my, uh, you know, get all you guys in some kind of a career and, and your brothers and sisters and, and you guys be able to get along as siblings is my next goal, you know, and that's like pulling teeth, but, uh, wait for them to move out. That's what, that's what that's, my relationship with them improved a lot once I moved out because I wasn't with them every day. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But you're, uh, you're, you know, you're, you've been good, son. You've done, uh, you, you know, you've done great wonders here. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens next. Um, uh, you know, with, uh, with what we do here at the studio. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, getting to be out there, I, I just talked to Carson today, so, you're probably going to go. Uh, uh. I need to send him a photo. I forget, I forgot to send him a photo of something. Yeah, he needs a photo of me. <laughs> Dickie said, "Is it similar to that prayer I hear almost daily?" <laughs> no, Dickie. The t- prayer you hear daily is, "Dear Lord, please don't let me kill this child." That's what you hear. Um. So, anyway, that was fun today, son. Uh, I look forward to. Uh, uh, the next time, uh, we get together. So all the good, all the, uh, we'll see how many, we had quite a few people listening all, almost all day. We have anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to 15 online all the time and, uh, you know, popping through sometimes up to 25. So oh, that nice. means, uh, a lot of people, uh, wanted to hear about you. Our Georgia family has definitely been out there online just so you know, you know what I mean? So it's, um, Tiffany here, she, I think she's from uh, Mr. Pearson's out there, um, for sure. But, uh, I appreciate it, son. hope your day, uh, you know, you do have work today, just so you know, uh, whenever you're going to stroll on down, we'll look forward to seeing you. Uh, by the way, uh, today mats get, uh, delivered at the, um, uh, mats are getting delivered at the Simi studio at noontime today. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you need me to? I mean, I yeah, we'll talk about it there. offline. But yeah, we'll talk about it offline. But we yeah. got some new new mats coming in, and we'll be going. We'll we, we'll be doing that. So I appreciate you, son. I love you, Thanks, kid, man. and uh, we'll see you soon love at the too. studio. All right, okay. bye, man. I'll see you, dude. All right. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.